Well, welcome to Fear Baiting, everyone. Like uh, the Chilean miners rising. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> also, they opened with that at the at the New York City show. Do they open every show like that? It like rules. I absolutely. I know, it. but like it's awesome. Also, at the at the oh sorry backstory. I went to um visit friends in uh, New, New Jersey and New York City uh, and Long Island over the past weekend. Which is one of the reasons that we didn't have an episode last week. And um, I got to see Sawbones, Still Buffering, and My Brother, My Brother, and Me live. And it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, one, of the, the, one of the best moments of the night was when... Um, uh, what's, what's the kid's name? Riley. Riley, Riley on so, uh, Still Buffering mm-hmm. taught her sisters Taylor and Sydney how to hit the dab. <laughs> Oh my god, no. <laughs> and, and, then, and then Sydney was like, is it celebratory? And Riley was like, yeah, you just return a diagnosis and then you hit the dab. And then Sydney's like, you have herpes. Dab. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, oh god. That, it's weird because like, I can make references to, to my brother, my brother and me that are legitimate references that nobody but people who are at the New York City show will understand until next week when the New York City live show comes out. Yeah. So these are like which, time which spoilers. I, can, <laughs> I cannot wait for the New York City live show to come out because it was so fucking funny. Dude, I'm so excited. I like, like I wish I could oh be there. God. I've seen... Also, uh, anyone who listens to this that listens to my brother, my brother and me... When they upload the New York City live show, listen for uh, the distant voice of someone shouting yeet, because that was me. Yeet. <laughs> Great. I shouted yeet a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay. So, yeah, this is Fear Baiting. I'm Luna. I'm Blair. We talk about and horror. We talk about horror movies. Mm-hmm. Sorry we haven't had an episode in, like, two weeks. Like, it's just been, like, super ridiculous. Yeah. I got a new job at Target. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, my, you know, my trip hard drive to, my started trip failing. To um, yeah, your computer just, like, shit itself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was going to happen because, I mean, my hard drive didn't completely go out, but it was basically unusable at this point, you know? It was just so yeah. slow to do everything. Um, so my yeah. hard drive started clicking back uh, a few months ago when I was in college. And I was like, oh, I'll just leave this problem for later. And then later came, so... <laughs> That's future Blair's problem. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, um, I had bought insurance when I bought this computer, so like, it's Ugh. it was all covered, even though I had paid for it before. So. I wish I had done that with this computer. Mm-hmm. Well, mean, there's nothing actually wrong with this thing. I'm just like, I want to get a new one. Yeah. Because I play a lot of video games, and I bought a computer that can like run video games like the like as it's a, it's an upgrade from my laptop, which couldn't run anything on. It could barely run Team Fortress Two on like. Uh, like my my graphics were so low that everyone was basically just a walking refrigerator with refrigerators for arms, <laughs> just like all rectangles. And you know, I got that at like thirty frames per second. Like this can at least run st- like bad shit at like sixty frames per second. Uh huh. And like I honestly can't, I honestly can't see a difference. Uh-huh. But like I want to be able to run something on like medium low settings instead of just low low. <laughs> I oh, want to stop doing the shame of clicking settings, mm-hmm. dr- drop down arrow, yeah. lowest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to be able to see Genji's cyborg ass in full 1080p high def. Oh my god. Dude. <laughs> I have an HD monitor, I just don't have an HD computer. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I mean, that feel when you play video games, which I certainly don't. Um, I don't know Miss Video Game. Uh, 
I I don't know. <sighs> Actually, no, I own a <sighs> PS2 for like no reason because I don't have any games for it. <laughs> but I just... There are like, well, I mean, if you're going to own one video game system, like the PS2 is probably the video game system to own. Uh-huh. Because like, if you want to get like, like, say you go to, like, a Nintendo, for example. Like, if you want to get, like, the best Mario, the best Legend of Zelda, and I'm not going to get into arguing about which one it is because that's just going to start a whole fucking... Like, I'm going to get... If we had anyone to send us angry email, I would get angry email about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you'd have to jump across platforms. With PlayStation 2, like, the best iterations of certain game franchises, and even, like, entire series, solely exist on that uh-huh. console. Uh-huh. Like... Jack and Daxter only existed mm-hmm. on the PlayStation 2, mm-hmm. as far as I know, at least. They might, Jack X might have gotten a PS3 release, but it's Jack and Daxter Racing who gives yeah. a shit. Yeah, I own Silent Hill 2 for the PS2. I just Oh, that's a good game. Yeah, I just haven't played very much of it because the controls are fucking just the worst, just terrible, horrible. Oh, yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's what I hear about that game. Is it? Does it use tank controls? I think so. Where you have to, like, turn James left or right before you can go forward? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's it's, the worst. It's very bad. <laughs> like, the only place tank controls deserve to exist is MMOs, and, like, that is even barely. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I might try to play more of it this summer, because I just... That's probably good. Yeah, that's, because, I mean, a... especially with doing a horror podcast, it's a horror game. It's like a classic horror game, too, even though I'm very bad yeah, at video no, games. Yeah, no, it's like one of the... It's one of, if not the most, like highly rated horror games like I'm not talking about like on Metacritic or whatever but like I don't know anyone who likes horror that has a bad opinion on Silent Hill 2 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like they, I know people who think it's overrated but they certainly don't think it's bad right right totally. as opposed to like everything else I can think of yeah um, we're rambling a lot because we watched a movie three weeks ago and remember very little about it yeah um <laughs> <laughs> the truth has been <laughs> Oh, it's fine, though. I feel like we can talk about broad concepts in this episode because we watched an 80s horror movie. And I think yeah, we can and talk like, about 80s I, horror I, movies generally, you know. And I feel like, like, help, like for anyone who actually listens to this that watches horror movies, like, they'll, they'll probably have seen Hellraiser because, like, Hellraiser is one of the iconic 80s horror mm-hmm, films. Like, mm-hmm. Hellraiser, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Some of those may have been 70s. I'm not entirely sure, but, like... The, the like the eighties like some of the titans of the horror genre like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly yeah exactly I mean the 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 iconic ones that everyone references you know yeah uh, it's weird how Pinhead became a mascot despite having very little screen time in the movie yeah I mean I think it's because he has the most you know it's it always is the monsters that become the mascots you know. Never the protagonist. Well, yeah, no, I'm not, like, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly know a hell of a lot more people who cared about Ursula than did about Ariel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Little Mermaid doesn't exactly relate, but, like, <laughs> yeah, no, like, um, I'm trying to think of other examples. Because I wrote my, um, I wrote my, uh, term paper on this for my horror cinema class about the monstrous. I mean, and I mean. why, well, oh, go on. Oh, go, no, go ahead. No, my, um, my term, my term paper was about, like, why mo- people belonging to marginalized groups often feel, like, sympathetic towards or identifying with the monstrous in horror movies. Mm-hmm. And, like, I brought up stuff like, um... Have you seen Under the Skin? I haven't I yet. Reno I want has, it to. I want to so bad, though, because I've heard amazing things from it. We should watch it sometime, mm-hmm. but it, anyways. Um... 
Like, in Under the Skin, there's a very... It's not explicitly about transness, but it's a very trans narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of in a... Like, not the same, but I also brought up how... um, What's his name? Uh, Buffalo Bill Mm -hmm. in Silence of the Lambs. Mm -hmm. While obviously a very gross representation of trans people, the fact that he... The fact that Buffalo Bill's story was just, like, an entire gatekeeping thing may engender sympathy from trans people. In the same way that, like... Tony Todd and Candyman was. For, mm-hmm. Like, again, nobody's really a fan of his actions, but, like, the fact that he was... The character was murdered for being, like, a runaway slave, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the synopsis exactly, but he was a slave. And then he was, like... It's a lot about... um Shit, I'm way off topic here, sorry. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. I mean, like I said, it's totally a ramble episode because we don't have a whole ton to... <laughs> yeah. Details but, um, of Delvin, too. Because, like, the original story that Candyman was based off of, which I'm pretty sure was another, um, what the fuck's his name? Who wrote the book? That, Clive Barker. Okay. The original I story know. that <laughs> the original story that the original story that Candyman was based off of was about class discrepancies in, um, I believe it was Eastern uh, Europe. Might have been mm-hmm. England. I'm not sure. I know that's not Eastern Europe, but I, I it's either Eastern Europe or. England. I'm not sure. <laughs> but when um, they made the movie of it, they uh, made it, they also added a layer of racial tension by mm-hmm. having it be in the, uh, by having it be in downtown Chicago. Sure, sure. And um, it doesn't do a very good job of race portrayals because the only character, the only non-white characters we see are, with one, there's one exception to this, but either Tony Todd Candyman just murdering the fuck out of some white um, some white grad students sure. or like gangbusters. There's an exception where one of the grad students is um, black, I believe, but she's a minor character if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. But no, but this I is all just from this is all just from reading. Yeah, no, I think that's like super like an interesting topic because you know, mm-hmm. um, like just just talking with you know especially, like, you know, uh, queer people and stuff like that. Um, uh, You know, we get, like, people are like, oh, I love this villain way more than I like the Mm -hmm. protagonist, you know? Um, So I just, uh, there's something, like, I don't know. It it isn't that sort of, I mean, queer coding comes into it pretty prevalently, so it's like, oh, this is, especially, you know, when you get into children's movies, like, this character is very effeminate, you know, as a man or something like that, you know? And, like, when it, when it comes to horror, like, this even goes way, way back, like, um, Count Orlock in Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. Like, not only was his appearance a grossly exaggerated Jewish caricature, the character of Nosferatu was a representation of, like, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a, a representation of a foreigner coming into the West sure. and sort of corrupting the world. Sure, sure, yeah. So there's a lot of xenophobia on that. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's a couple of articles I want to link here, but I'm, I'm going to see if I can't find them. Yeah, we can put them in the show notes. Yeah, because they're like really cool articles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'd love to Anyways, read you them. Anyways, you ramble for a bit I don't know, I just I think... I mean, I just think like these sort of like uh, um, academic analyses of like horror movies, because that's not something you usually hear in sort of like an academic setting, you know, because well, we've mm-hmm. talked about this horror before because horror is not necessarily considered high art by any means. So, you know, but it, it has a lot of cultural significance. So it's, it means something obviously. And when someone creates like a monster, it's, mm-hmm. um, rec- you know, it's, it's, it comes from 
some sort of reality that they're basing it on. Like this fear comes from some sort of reality and yeah. um, everything we do is in reference to something else because that's the, the only way we was, understand uh, things. <laughs> the article I was referencing was uh, called Nosferatu at 90, The Jew is Vampire. Mm-hmm. And the um, I don't think the author actually has a name on this blog, but it's just the author mentions Orlock brings filth and play with him, not unlike prevalent fears regarding Eastern European immigrants. And it's... The the attitude was not just a German one, but could apply to any Western nation, including the mm-hmm. U.S. He's just an, he's an outsider traveling to the West to literally infect and suck the country dry. Sure, sure, yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah, Anyways, we'll make sure we'll make sure to include that in the show notes. Yeah, I just I think um I think every every sort of especially something so like uh based in fear, I think horror mm-hmm. should be definitely analyzed through like a sort of. Um, political or social lens because it's like, okay, what is the origins of these kind of, like, monsters? Like, why do we find these things kind of upsetting or something? Sometimes it's just because they look fucked up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, But sometimes it's like, oh, there's a greater cultural significance here, you know? It's not just Mm -hmm. uncanny valley sort of thing. Especially ones with, like, more uh, uh, flushed out sort of, like backgrounds and stuff ones with actual like shit going on you know yeah okay so we've rambled for 15 minutes without saying <laughs> without saying without with saying next to nothing about this movie so <laughs> except we mentioned a pinhead yeah yeah so um hellraiser is it's it's an 80s horror movie and when i watch 80s horror movies i don't think they're inherently there's, there's, it, it is recognizably horror, but it's not horror as I, as it is exists today. I think what they find, what you know, people even in like the '80s finds found scary, is way different than what mm-hmm. the fears are today. You know, because I well, it's always like it, it's fear. always like a pro, it's always a pro, it's always like a product of the times. Like you'll notice, yeah, that, like, exactly. Home in, home invasion movies didn't really exist very much before nine eleven happened. Hmm. Like yeah, we are totally. so afraid of we are so afraid of the outsider being in our own home. I think that's actually why I think that's actually played into a little bit as as to why paranormal activity was so popular because it was uh-huh. the outsider in our own home. I mean, I'm not saying that these movies didn't, really didn't exist before 9/11, but I'm saying that there was a there was a reason for the surge in popularity post sure. 9/11. Sure, yeah, there's a, reason that Clover, there's a reason that Cloverfield was such a big like box office hit. I don't remember how well it fared critically, but I remember it made a lot of money in the box office. Yeah, no. Um, fuck, I love Cloverfield. <laughs> um, Have uh, you seen the new one? I've seen, yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I, um, yeah. yeah, dude. Uh, when I, when, so Reno visited, he lives in New York, I live in Minnesota. He visited, he came to Minnesota over spring break. And we, as the first movies I had seen, like, all year, like, all school year in the theater, um, we saw The Witch and 10 Cloverfield Lane, which were the two best horror movies I've seen in such a long time. I think... Maybe Ten Cloverfield Lane is more on the edge of thriller, which is a sister of horror, but mm-hmm. um, God, it's so good. Anyway, that's yeah, no, I think I think thriller does belong to some degree in horror because I mean, what's his face? Alfred Hitchcock was like ninety percent thriller. Yeah, he's I think like, he's still like considered the king of horror. I think they're definitely related. Um, I well, think... no, that's Stephen King, but. <laughs> Whatever, fuck Stephen I'm King. Getting, I'm, I'm saying so much wrong shit this episode. Don't even worry about it. Who cares? It's the internet. We can say whatever the fuck we want. 
the moon has flesh. The moon. <laughs> um, yeah. Ah, fuck what I, I don't even remember what I was saying, but yeah. Um, what I do love about eighties horror movies is I love the the prosthetics. I love the gore. I love. Like that kind of shit. We don't get we don't get practical effects nowadays. Anymore. Yeah, it's it's fucking so good. I love that Cronenberg and, shit. And like, I'm not trying I'm not trying to like shit on CGI or anything. Like, that's literally my major. Right. Yeah. But like, I feel like practical effects should still have something yeah. of a home in modern cinema, but it doesn't. Yeah. And it's upsetting. Right. Did you see those screen those um not screenshots those photographs you know real life screenshots. <laughs> Those photographs from uh, that re- the remake of the thing where uh, they they originally had planned to go with practical effects, but it got stra- scrapped due to budget constraints. Mm-hmm. I never did, but like I should, you know. I like, oh, go ahead. It. I, I just like I wish that movie because like the thing that ma- one of the things that made the thing so good was the practical effects. I mean, uh-huh. obviously there were a lot of other things about the thing that made it good, but uh-huh. the practical effects were such a hallmark of that movie uh-huh. that like. When they remade it, not using the practical effects was a bit of a a, a goof. Yeah, no, um, I I feel like a fake fan because I haven't seen the thing yet, but I want to because I hear people like I was reading this fucking tweet story from um, what's his face, the guy who did Pan's Labyrinth, and I know his name, and he's doing Pacific. He did Pacific. Guillermo Del Guillermo Toro. Del Toro. Um, he was just like gushing about John Carpenter and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, no, John Carpenter is amazing. I watched another one of his films in that horror class called uh, In the Mouth of Madness. You would love it. Sure. We have to watch it. We have Absolutely. to watch it sometime soon. Absolutely. But it's, I'm going to make a note of that right now. All right. <laughs> oh, cool. Very exciting. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, I've, I love Cronenberg, you know? And yeah. It, every every time I watch an 80s horror movie, like, I'm like, oh, this is so Cronenbergian. Because it's just practical effects, but it's, like, just, it's, I don't know, there's something about practical effects that are just so, I don't know, appealing to my, like, aesthetic sensibilities, you know? It, yeah, no, I can definitely, I can definitely understand that. You know, I, I'm starting, I'm starting to think, and I, I don't know that I've seen a Cronenberg film. I don't know if it's like suitable. Like I don't know if it's like in the genre for this podcast, but we should certainly watch one at this time because like Reno's the one who introduced me to them. Um, so yeah, no, Reno, Reno, fucking Reno, fucking loves video oh, drum, doesn't he? Yeah, it's good shit. Um, we could probably get away with watching The Fly for this one. That's one with Jeff Goldblum where he turns into a fly. Um, oh yeah. TF. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, just saying. Uh, so but fucking yeah. Everyone should like. I don't know if you can stomach because it it gets pretty grotesque. You know, Cronenberg movies. Even though it is obviously practical effects, there's like something fleshy and real about them too. You know, so. If you can, like, handle that, absolutely. Just absolutely. <laughs> and they're just so weird. Even, like, outside of the aesthetics, they're just so fucking absolutely bizarre. I don't know. Just so mm-hmm. enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So we should probably get into, like, the plot of Hellraiser, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember very we, much of it. I, I, I don't think we should go, like, I mean, for two, two reasons, two things. I, one, I don't think we should go into super in detail for two reasons. One... It's been three weeks, and oh. two, I feel like with an iconic horror movie like Hellraiser, I feel like going to the gritty details would just be like... Redundant, maybe? 
Yeah, I mean, I know not everyone who listens watches horror movies, but, like, I, I don't feel like we... I feel like we don't have a lot of funny goofs and spoofs about this one. Like, with a less well-known movie, like, you know, I'm sure not everyone saw, has seen As Above, So Below. Right. And I know very... And I know not a lot of people saw... Um, uh, the Borderlands? The yeah, I know, not, I know not a lot of people have seen Final Prayer, so, like... We can talk a lot about that plot, but like mm-hmm. Hellraiser, if we ever get around to like Friday the Thirteenth or yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street, I think we can just like leave the plot, go skim over it. So, right, plot yeah. of Hellraiser. Um, there's this dude. <laughs> what's his name? Frank. Frank. Frank buys a box mm-hmm. in Morocco. He solves the puzzle. It's a puzzle box, and he solves it. And then, like, the box opens up, and a bunch of hooks come out, and just like. <laughs> Just like Terrible put them in a blender. Rules. Just like so. Then we meet. We have Frank's brother Larry. We have, uh, um, what's her name? Uh, Larry's wife Julia, who had an affair with Frank, mm-hmm. the guy who died, and then Larry's daughter Kirsty. Yes, you remember these is, names. I'm s- fucking bad. I have the Wikipedia page. Oh, cool, fake fan. awesome, don't, don't wonderful. Worry. Someone's prepared, <laughs> and it's not me. <laughs> Um, uh, okay, so anyways, um, Frank isn't actually dead, turns out. Yeah, he's like... He's, he's like ha- a fleshy goop monster, yeah, and he like, he shows himself to Julia, and is like, my love, we can be together, you just have to kill some dudes for me. And he explains that the reason that he tried to solve the puzzle box was because uh, it promised him, like, carnal pleasure like no other. Mm-hmm. And Carnal Pleasure turned out to be, like, the ultimate BDSM, where it was, like, bludgeoning death. <laughs> yeah. Death and the death. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta go hard, you know? <laughs> um, fuck. Would you, would you kill um, a bunch of dudes for your goopy uh, um, flesh, like, affair, whatever? Like, honestly, if my significant other, like, brought it on them, like, they could have just talked to me. Like, we could have, like, hashed it out. I could have convinced them otherwise. Like, if they just, like, go out and buy a puzzle box to get, like, super sexed up, I'm like... I mean, I'm right here. (laughs) (laughs) Like, homie. (laughs) We got this. Like, we can talk about this. (laughs) I mean, I can just, like, go online and buy some shit. Like, it's cool. Like, I can just... buy some chains. You don't have to die for this. Right, exactly. I mean... <sighs> anyways, anyways, so it turns out that the, um, the, the Cenobites, who are, like, the, the, icon, the icons of this movie, uh-huh. the, you know, pinhead and shit, uh-huh. turns out that they're, like, kind of, like, after Frank, because he, like, escaped from hell-ish dimension. Mm-hmm. And, um, shit, I completely lost my train of thought. It's okay. It's all good. Oh, yeah. So, they come after, uh, Julia starts, like, picking up men in bars and, like, tries to, and just, like, kills them and feeds their blood to Frank. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate Mm -hmm. because they just, like, kind of all die. And she, like, she, she kills them with a hammer each time, I think. Yeah. I mean, some of them are scummier than others, but sometimes they're just, like, dudes, so it's, like... Yeah. I mean, not to say... I don't know, it's just... 
Yeah, but it's like I don't think it's obviously like it's not supposed to have a moral message, you know. And I think that's it's just kind supposed of the to be point. like, hey, check out this cool blood and guts. I think that's the point, you know. It's not like supposed to be. Oh, this is like a morally charged action that this woman is having. This is totally like selfish action you know no it's yeah it's completely so anyways um kirsty fr- finds frank's like half decaying goop body <laughs> goop and she steals she steals the puzzle she steals the puzzle box uh-huh. um and then she gets knocked the fuck out somehow i don't really remember but she winds up at the hospital she solves the puzzle box the cenobites show up and are like we're here to like do shit to you and she's like i don't want to be spanked please just take <laughs> frank and let me go uh, she kink shames the Xenobites. Um, yeah, it's so, it was such a weird scene because the puzzle box didn't even she didn't even touch it. It just like solved itself. So yeah. is that, that's right, right? Um, and I think so. I don't remember too well. I think that's right because I remember being like, "Hey, what the fuck?" She literally did not ask for this. She literally like did not do this shit, you know. Um, and then they offer her. And they offer her, like, hey, listen, you give up Frank, and we'll just, like, forget you touch the puzzle box and summon this to BDSMU. hmm <laughs> So, they go back, she she takes them back to the house, these, like, cyber new wave goth-looking fuckers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a real aesthetic. The character, like, monster design in this is, like... Oh, it's amazing. It's very good. Um, it's very good. <laughs> Um, the, like, it's, it's, it's not like, uh, well, some of them are kind of like, you know, just like fleshy, lumpy beasts, but like, it's, it's like humanoid, but in a way that's kind of like fucked up, you know? Yeah. Um, I particularly like the chatterer, you know? Because yeah, was, no, that was, that guy was probably my favorite. Like, I loved Thumb Guy, but like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a guy named Butterball who just looks like a thumb. Well, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, it's he's, really he was good. The, he was the lumpy one I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love him. Um, but yeah, the chatterer just doesn't like have any like facial features other than teeth with no lips, and he just like and 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 that constantly, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so she takes them, she takes them she takes the cyber gods back to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, Frank actually, uh, uh, Frank tries to come on to Kirsty in a very uncomfortable scene. Mm-hmm. I forgot about and, that. <laughs> and then he and then he accidentally kills Julia and uses drinks her and then the Cenobites show up right at the last moment and kill Frank. And mm-hmm. Frank says Jesus wept mm-hmm. as he dies. First, and then the Cenobites turn on Kirsty and are like, Ha, tricked you. We just used you and then Kirsty like solves the puzzle box in reverse order in order to defeat all the Cenobites and it's like this scene seemed, like, really funny to me just because, like, she... It just so happens that, that whatever Cenobite is attacking her is vanquished by the motion she's solving with the puzzle box. Uh-huh. Like, you know, Butterball attacks her. She solves one thing of the puzzle box and Butterball, poof. Yeah. And I just, like... There was a, there was a part of me that's like, what if it had happened out of order? Like, what if Butterball's attacking her and she solves the puzzle box and just, like, pinhead poofs? Yeah, exactly. And then, Butter, and then Butterball just, like, eats her. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, she tried. Um, she tried. Yeah. And then the house explodes into fire. Uh, then a creepy guy who's been stalking Kirsty the whole movie takes the box and then flies away. Yeah, that ending, though. Yeah, no, that ending was not very... I mean, I don't know if I got it. Like, 
so we have this motif of this like fucking homeless dude that's just been like in like two other scenes in the movie and not the focus of the movie and very easily forgettable you know um Mm -hmm. seems to have nothing to do with the movie other than just being kind of like weird and shit and also there um Mm -hmm. and then she's like throws this box into the fire and like oh i'm freed of this whatever and then this dude just steps into the fire and like catches on flames and pulls it out and then i don't know and then like turns into a dragon yeah no some kind of like flying monkey shit it's fucking bizarre and i don't get it like i feel it's like really i feel like the writers were like oh we have an idea and i feel like in reality it was very fleshed out like oh this is this means a lot. this is you know very meaningful but the audience mm. just did not get that so like Edit. Edit. Learn to edit. Yeah, I, I feel like this, I feel like that was, I feel like that in like the original cut that may have been like super cool and then like it just got like, something got left, something very vital got left on the cutting room floor. Uh-huh. So like we, I, 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 I didn't understand it either. Like you weren't alone in that just like not understanding it. Like. I don't get that whatsoever. Wait, didn't that guy also, like, we see him, like... Oh, yeah, he shows up and sells the puzzle box to some... It's not not the same guy selling the puzzle box. It's the same guy... It's... There's a there's a there's a black guy in Morocco who sells the puzzle box to Frank at the beginning of the movie, and at the end of the movie, it's the same black guy selling a puzzle box to someone else. Uh Uh-huh. So, so like maybe the maybe the creepy guy's like a shapeshifter who's like following the box to make sure its owner gets its punishment. I don't know. We would have to ask our um, Hellraiser expert friend, Jess. Oh no, Jess, Jess, I, we, Jesper actually mentioned that like they don't get the scene at all either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, when we first watched this movie, uh, we had a friend Jesper on. Well, we had like Jesper with the stream. Um, uh, they were going to, uh, guest with us, but that never happened just because of Yeah, because, like, three days, three days after we watched the episode, Jesper left the state and yeah. is now in Maine, I'm pretty sure, visiting, yeah. visiting, I think, one of the guys who used to do Marble Hornets? Well, who they're friends they're with? visiting family, but I think one of the guys. Oh, no, yeah, that's when, that's when, they're going to Massachusetts to visit the guy who, one of the guys who worked on Marble Hornets. Yeah, 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 yeah. because they have... Friends in like weird high places. <laughs> yeah, same, yeah. So like yeah. they're like buds with Tim Sutton. I don't know. It's bizarre, but Marble Hornets is another thing I'm trying to watch more of because a because I know Jess really likes it, um, and mm. b just because it seems cool conceptually. So mm. because I love it's found the footage. Slendermender. Yeah, I love found footage, and I feel like it's just like a, a YouTube found footage thing is interesting in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's cool. There's going to be a lot of background audio in this episode. I'm sorry about that. It's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> my family is like preparing dinner in the other room. Oh, sure. I mean, my shit's going on too. So my parents and stuff. We live with our parents. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Okay. Leave this next part in, but I just told my dad... I just asked my dad and my sister if they could keep it down a little bit. My dad turned to me while eating a piece of bread and just said, I have to fart. <laughs> well, that seems so, like a very dadly thing to, da- to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's like, that's just my dad. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, fucking, we could have an entire segment like, why do dads do that? Why are dads so loud when they burp? Why are dads so loud when they sneeze? Why do dads hiccup so much? 
Oh, yeah, my dad doesn't sneeze like a normal person. He just, like, does it all open mouth, so it's like, acha. Oh, my God. My my dad, I was, like, asking him, like, why do you like that? And he was like, it just feels so good. And I'm like, but you're so, you're so loud. <laughs> like, um, I live on a, in a, like, in a two-story house, and, like, when I'm in my room, I can hear him from, like, the living room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, so dad. this is this has been this has been dad talk. The dad talk. Why do dads do dads? that? <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to reach us, we can be found at dadtalk.tumblr.com. Yeah, <laughs> this is our sub podcast within our podcast. I'm gonna see if dad talk is taken. Oh my god, is it taken? Is dad talk free? Dad talk is taken. Oh fuck! Fuck that guy. It's Never. all quotes. It's all zero note posts that are quote from quotes from dads. Oh my god! It's like shit. My dad says. Oh my god! We have to like boost that blog and like. We do. Like we have uh, to here's, make it here's, famous. Here's their most recent post from September twenty fourth, twenty fifteen. It's a quote post. I just told the carpenter across the street to stick a hammer up his ass. I'll look at his project from the street as much as I want. Said he'd give me a tour of the place later just because I'm dressed like a bum. God, people like that piss me off. Oh my god. It's not even funny! Uh, it's just a thing that this dad said. It's just a dad It's just a dad thing. Just dad things. Hashtag, hashtag just he thinks. <laughs> um. Okay, anyway, so Hellraiser, what did you think? On a scale of one to five... One to stars. five? We're still working on a better scale. Five okay. stars. Well, stars are the typical way you rate movies. So yeah, but like, like we need to have like a funny, like a funny thing that like sets us apart from the other shitty podcast to make our shitty podcast the best. One, <laughs> one to five pinheads. Out of out of five pinheads, <laughs> I give this movie maybe like a four pinheads. You know. It wasn't like a four pinheads. It didn't like blow my like socks off, but like I, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. Like I had a good time watching it. Like, I don't think it's a shitty movie, you know? Yeah, Um, no, definitely. It's a fun horror movie. Yeah, no, it's, it's, there's a lot of gore. And if you like gore, this is a good movie for you. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it four pinheads and a butterball. Oh, good. Wonderful. <laughs> how much are those? How, how many butterballs are in a pinhead? Like point one. Point one. <laughs> mm, just trying to edge me out just a little bit. I see how it is. I see how it is. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it was like, I would have given it like maybe four and a half because I honestly really did like it. But like that ending was so like. Yeah. If they had just ended it on Kirsty throwing the puzzle box into the fire, I would have been fine. Just, like, let us see her cuddle up to her boyfriend while the house burns down and yeah. then just credits. Yeah, exactly. Like, let, like that, I would have given like that a 4.5. 4. Yeah, 5 I feel pinheads, like... Which is, like, that's that's four pinheads and a chatterer, by the way, on this scale. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a place where a lot of horror fails is by um, showing us too much. You know, because... Exactly. That's why everyone hates the extended cut of The Exorcist. Uh-huh. Because it's because like, because we see Pazuzu in that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because a lot of fear relies on not knowing. So as soon as we yeah. know, it's like, oh, this is corny now. You know, it's like, oh, I yeah, see, no, it's I see the strings attached to this. You know, like I know. Oh, right. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the great unknown becoming mm-hmm. known. It's just like, meh. 
Like, I mean, it, it's not, it's not, that's not, like, true across the board. Like, xenomorphs are still scary as piss in full view. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just depends, like, when you have, like, what precedent you set for the movie, you know? Yeah. When, yeah. when, when your horror is based, like, feels like it's, like, a lot of the tension is building up to, we don't know what this thing is. And when we finally mm-hmm. see what this thing is in some sort of physical way, it's like, oh, well, I mean... Yeah, no. Yes. Like if, if at the if at the end of if the, if at the end of the Blair Witch we had like seen Rustin Parr's face and said he was like hee I'm the Blair Witch and then knocked the knocked her knocked that girl the fuck out whatever her name was I can't remember off the top of my head uh, Heather <laughs> Heather thank you mm-hmm. but like that wouldn't have been as like the fact that we never see the Blair Witch or Rustin Parr or whatever it is is like if like, we had seen that it would have just like ruined the entire thing like that's the fear you know because we have yeah. like this invisible thing or this thing that can't even be like understood that's mm-hmm. like causing so much like fear in these characters and just in this like town you know so yeah. it's it's like it's untouchable it's like unknowable like there's no way to like overcome it because you can't know it you know so that's where the fear comes from um but as soon as we like oh this this we have some sort of weird half explanation of what's going on like Mm -hmm. i don't even know like there's so many things that are just like wild about the ending of uh, hellraiser i just there's just so much going on and none of it's good (laughs) yeah (laughs) um maybe i could have ended with um Kirsty throwing the box into the fire and that being that because then we know yeah oh this but it's like sequel bait you know it's sequel bait yeah no like you know what honestly it could have just been like the way it could have ended was no actually that wouldn't work i was thinking like a friday the 13th style ending where um she looks out she she like throws jason out of her window and then she thinks he's dead and then she looks away and then she looks back and he's gone oh sure I don't. I don't know which Friday the Thirteenth that was, but I don't think that would work very well with a puzzle box and a fire. No. No. But, because things usually like go away in a fire. Yeah. Was the puzzle box? What was the puzzle box made of? It was made. It was made of like metal. a metal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then it could have been like there was nothing. We didn't find any metal in the in the in the the rubble. Yeah, I think that might have been too much though. Hmm. Well, I mean, it wasn't too much for Friday the 13th. Well, I mean, yes, but a human body is different. No, Halloween. It's Halloween. Before oh, Halloween. anyone, like, jumps to Twitter and is like, hey, fuck not, you're an idiot. It was Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Friday the 13th is with Freddy Krueger. Right? No, not the Nightmare on Elm Street. What the fuck am I talking about? I, I never... thought you were joking for a second. I thought you were, like, playing into the bit of, like, no, being an I, idiot, like, but you just, like, said a wrong I've, thing. I've never seen a movie in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't watch Hellraiser. We just read the Wikipedia article. And I didn't even do that. I did not even do that. <laughs> you just let me carry and just, like, ramble and hope I just made shit mark. up, you know, like I do. And I'm extremely accurate all the time. Um, I've uh, I don't, I don't know a movie. Who? Who? Miss um, <laughs> Kruger? I don't know her. Um, Pan, anyway. Panhead? Panhead? Um, Pin? Pinball? What? Pinball? <laughs> Pin- <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, anyways. Um, this is the part where we read messages from people who listen to our show. 
We don't have any. But if you want to send us any, you can send us like an you can send us a, an email at fearbaiting at gmail.com. You can tweet at us. We are at fearbaiting now. We got we got the we got the official handle at fearbaiting. Mm-hmm. Or you can hit us up on Tumblr, fearbaiting.tumblr.com. Just shoot us a message, ask us our opinion on stuff or whatever, and we'll get back to you. Yeah, or you could just tweet at me specifically. I don't care. I'm <laughs> just, at, just. I mean, I don't time. have that much going on in my life. Like, it's not like my mansions are fucking blowing up or whatever. You could make them blow up. Um, <laughs> blow up players' mansions. Yeah, fucking like just slide into my DMs, Bubble. but talk to me about horror and not your dick. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that tickled Sorry, you. I, I need a second. That's a that's a good one. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, yeah, All right. But- so, since we don't have anything to answer from listeners, um, what are we gonna do now? Oh, should we do some recommends? Hell yes. Yes. You got something? Oh fuck no! Um, <laughs> I don't. I'm like thinking about it. I'm like. All right. I'll let it? you. I'll let you. I'll let you look for a little bit because I got one. Um, okay, go for it. I am not a big fan of Weezer normally. Uh-huh. Like I, I can name, I can count the number of like Weezer songs that I like on one hand, mm-hmm. honestly. But um, their newest album is really good. It's it's the White album, not to be confused with the, with the Beatles one. But sure. It's the it's Weezer's White album, uh-huh. and it's just like it's a really good like summer jam album, and it's really like chill and cool. And I bought a vinyl of it because I liked it so much, and it's really good. Right. And if you like summer, if you like chill, cool summer rock jams, this is an album for you. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, I have no idea what I've been into recently. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, most of my shit. Well, let me pull back. Let me look into my history. Like, my, my, um, fandom, my fandom history. What's good? Um, actually, you know, the movies I talked about earlier today, um, The Witch and 10 Cloverfield Lane, I feel like we're going to watch The Witch at some point in this podcast, but those are just absolutely fabulous movies. They are two of the best horror movies I've seen in a long time. And the fact that they came out so close to one another and that I saw them within like the same week, it was just like amazing, you know, because like, when does that happen? You know, when are you like blown away by like a horror movie? Um, like, so, like, frequently. I don't know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very hopeful for the, the future of horror. Because The Witch is, like, a Lars von Trier movie that doesn't hate women. I think I've probably said this. If not on this podcast before, then elsewhere, you know? Um. Mm-hmm. The only Lars von Trier movie I've seen is Melancholy. And that movie just made me, like, that movie made me so sad I got a second case of depression. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I've seen Antichrist, and, um, I just didn't, like get i got it but like i just didn't you know get it you know in addition like melancholia is just like in addition to like i'm always bummed out by apocalypse films in general like i kind of i like some of them but just like they always bum me out so much but like in addition to that like it also has one of the most raw depictions of depression that i've ever seen in my life sure yeah like there's a there's a line where like one of the characters where i I can't remember the character's names but kirsten dunn's character She's got, like, super depression, and, like, her, in order, in an attempt to cheer her up, her sister cooks her favorite meal, and she mm-hmm. just, like, complains that it'll just, like, turn to ash in her mouth, mm-hmm. taste-wise. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It, I was just like, wow. Same. Yeah. 
Um, actually, no, I fucking know what I want to recommend. Um, I watched this movie, okay. like, yesterday or the day before. It's called uh, They Look Like People. Um, it's like, Oh, yeah. So, were you there when we watched it? Or no, no. Just hear I, I saw Brino about tweeting it. about it. Yeah, what, what, um, it is, like, it an incredibly, like, it's, it's th- this new genre called mumblecore, which is, like, a... Um, just uh, a naturalistic dialogue-based movies that are usually kind of like thrillery or like horror-y or something like that. Um, Creep was another one that was very good, but this one uh, is... Um, it's, okay, so it, you said mumblecore and creep in the same sentence, and now I'm just thinking about Radiohead. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry, brief aside, but do you remember that was seen in the Book of Life when the main character started singing Creep? I never watched Book of Life, but I remember. There's a scene in it. the Book of Life, the 2014 animated feature about Dia de los Muertos, uh-huh. where the main character, who is a Mexican, um, what are they called? The, the like the guys who like the the Mexican equivalent of like a barbershop quartet. Sure. Are they ban- mariachi? Is it bandoliers? Mariachi. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He's a mariachi guitarist, and he just starts doing a mariachi rendition of Creep mm. at one point. No, I remember and people talking about that. It. Caught me completely off guard, and I heard people mention it, and I thought they were saying it as a joke. Oh. <laughs> they were not. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Mumblecore creep. Go on. <laughs> um, but it's uh, they look like people is is honestly kind of like a shockingly sympathetic like um, representation of like psychosis and stuff like that. Because when I was watching it the entire time, I'm like, oh, when is it going to be super ableist? You know, like um, yeah. When are we gonna When are we gonna turn and it's going to be oh this this mentally ill character is going to be the villain the entire time. Um, yeah, when's he gonna just go full cabin of Dr. Caligari on us? Yeah, like he, but he, uh, uh, I don't know, it's just like, uh, we, we experience it through him, we experience the movie through him, so we experience his fear, and of course the anxieties mm-hmm. of people around him too, because, you know, that's only natural, but like, um, it's, 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 it's about, it's like super sympathetic to like, like the, the supporting characters, like, okay, we're gonna do... Like I'm, I'm afraid of what you might do, but I'm gonna do what I can to like make you feel safer, you know, and make you like that sounds good. Yeah, like make sure you like are like if if going out of the city is gonna make you feel more comfortable, let's do that. Even though I don't believe what you believe, even though you want me to believe what you believe, like I just want you to feel safe, you know, and that kind of thing. And it's it was just I was like so like absolutely blown away by like. Oh, this is actually like is cool about this kind of shit, you know? Because like, when do you see that, you know? Yeah, no, you you don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially within any sort of like thriller or horror genre, you know, yeah. the mentally ill person yeah. is almost always the object of horror instead of like yeah the person experiencing the horror. Or it's just like a fucking Saint Elsewhere ending where it's just an autistic kid snow globe the entire time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, fuck that. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> so, time for some house cleaning. Dust off your shelves. We gotta do some spring cleaning, even though it's almost summer. Yeah. So, um, where can people find you? People can find me. Um, you can tweet at me at Blair Kitch. That's B-L-A-I-R-K-I-T-S-C-H. All one word. Um, at Twitter. Uh, or you can... Uh, Fucking message me on Tumblr if you want. Uh, that's uh, p o o s t n i g h t eight zero five dot tumblr dot com. You can see me like reblog pictures that I think look cool. And that's basically the extent of my web presence there. Um, yep. 
And if you want to reach me, I can be found at Grandpa Piss on Twitter. That's one word. Mm-hmm. I really need to change my Twitter handle to something less, like, do you, stupid. Do you? I don't think Honestly, you do. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to keep saying that every episode. And I would never, never do. do. And I, I fully support that. <laughs> I'm, I can also be found on Tumblr, uh, chiesatanakas.tumblr.com. C-H-I-E-S-A-T-O. N-A-K-A-S.tumblr.com. Um, and if you want to reach the show, you know, to send us questions or whatever, um, our email, like we mentioned earlier, fearbaiting at gmail.com, at fearbaiting on Twitter, fearbaiting.tumblr.com. Go ahead and hit us up on any of those if you want to just chat with us. Feel free to send us some questions so we have, like, more shit to pad out the episode with instead of just us rambling for 20 minutes or talking about the Hess truck like we did last episode. Yeah. Or, like, um, if you want to send us recommendations, even for, yes. like... Um, even for non-movie things, just any horror recommendations, like, mm-hmm. absolutely. We love that shit. Um, or... Hell yeah. And, you know, make sure you're, like, giving us ratings and reviewing us on iTunes Yeah, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, all that stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't know if we're on Google Play Music yet, but I think we are. I hope we are. I don't know. I'm subscribed to us on iTunes, because that's the only place I listen to podcasts, because that's the only podcast forum I know how to work. Um... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so just, like, hit us up, um, boost our, yeah. make sure we're super popular, and we get to um, enter into a death cage with uh, the McElroy brothers one day. <laughs> yes, please, let uh, let me have this reality of Justin McElroy smashing a barrel over my head and killing me instantly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. That would be Travis who would do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. But to, to, to die at Travis's hands. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm Luna Rogers. I'm Blair Kitch. And remember, we don't have an outro yet. <laughs> yes, we do. You idiot! You interrupted me in the middle of it. Go ahead. Just remember, you can put a fucked up guy anywhere. Oh yes. Have a good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs>